Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 458. On today's podcast, my guest is sharing with you that mindset shift you need to reach your full potential. I seriously love this interview. I'm actually going to go back and listen to it again because he shares such golden nuggets. But here's what I want to remind you of. You have an option every single moment. Are you choosing faith or are you choosing fear? Are you in your head or are you living from your heart? Make sure you listen all the way to the end on this one. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Brad Carlson. Brad, welcome. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure, pleasure to be here with you today. Yes, I'm stoked. We've actually been chatting for much longer than I anticipated before we were recording. Uh, So I'm excited. We're going to share a lot of good today. Please share with listeners uh, your background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yeah, sure. So currently I'm living in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm from Colorado originally, though, as, as we were talking about. And presently I work as a health coach and a podcaster. And I just kind of fell into it. It's something that called me, I guess, as, as I mentioned off camera, I actually have tried to quit and walk away from this field a couple of times and I just keep getting called back. And now it's just pulling me in more and more and more. And so it's about that idea of being in alignment and being in, in the flow of, of everything. And that's where I am now. It feels really good. It's a good place to be. You know what, even that right there, could we expand a little? Because maybe somebody who's new to that or maybe isn't as in tune with the intuition, we all have that internal guidance, yeah. you know, like a compass. And mm-hmm. I remember when I first got my pull, but can you explain a little bit, you know, because I love the saying that the universe, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, will, you know, it's kind of like, will kind of dangle a feather to get your attention, maybe a brick if you're not paying attention. And if you're really not listening, you get hit by a Mack truck. So I kind of like those visuals, but what is this pool? Can you explain it? And then now you realize, all right, I got to go back. You know, that that's a great question. It's hard to explain in words, but I, I guess the closest word I could use, it's a nudge. There's just something inside of me that is nudging me to do this particular action. And that particular action has to be, in my case, related to building an online health coaching business. So whether it's creating an online program, every day I wake up, I have, I don't do my to-do list or anything like that. And sometimes I do this before I go to bed, but I just ask myself, you know, okay, what's next, you know, what's next. And if I can say this here, you know, talking to my higher power, the universe, the spirit, you know, divine, whatever you mentioned. And I let that question be answered for me. And Mm -hmm. I don't consciously like plan, oh, this is on my to-do list, unless it's that nudge guiding me to that. So I I like to say, yeah, I take action, but I take divinely guided action now, which allows me to be much more in the flow. And 
things I've noticed over the past year just just show up like this meeting with you today and and now a possible new connection and and hearing your story that that's divine intervention right there that is certainly not a coincidence so that feeling that compass that internal guidance yeah I call it a nudge there's just this like inner feeling something gnawing at you that says you should do this or make this call or watch this webinar or, or or something like that and it's different from a quick impulse like an impulse is just all of a sudden uh you know, uh, an, an emotional impulse that you're not in control of. A nudge is something that just 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 eats away at you until you actually do it. You know, I had a nudge, a really bad nudge to clean my place the other day. So finally I did it. I usually, I keep it pretty clean, but I think this time it'd been about two weeks and I just had this nudge. And so I cleaned my place and then boom, that nudge was gone and I felt, you know, better. So that's living life in the flow uh, like that. And yeah, I think we talked off camera a little bit. A lot of people are asleep and not aware or awake of this. Yeah. Uh, both you and I are very fortunate uh, to have discovered this and understand this at an early stage. You're even, you know, sooner than I did. Uh, but that's, that's, I think that's the best way to live life now is just to live from that divine intuition, that guidance, that nudge that is urging you, calling you to do something. I want to expand on that. Just two notes that, that uh, I wrote down. I believe the universe, spirit, God will talk to us however we will resonate. So as an example, sometimes have you ever been driving down the road and you quote, happen to look up and that billboard had a message exactly what you needed? Or you've heard a song time and time again, but for whatever reason, on this day, a chorus stood out. Or you'll, I'm literally getting chills. You'll have a conversation with somebody and it was the exact message you needed. And here's an example why I bring that up. Uni, I call it uni. I just love that. Like the universe, uni, we're oneness, right? So uni talks to me time and time again. And this literally happened last week. Um, I kept seeing grasshoppers. I was like, this is so odd. Why do I keep seeing grasshoppers? So what I do is I always- out real quick. Yeah. I see, me too. I see grasshoppers all the time, like everywhere, but that's wow. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So whatever the insect, the bug, the animal, something may be, I always go to Google and I Google, you know, what is the symbolic meaning of fill in the blank? And the grasshopper, I believe it was something to do with um, transformation, new beginnings, Again, I'd have to look it up, but I always take a screenshot and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I needed to hear. Um, And the second part I wanted to add to that, that nudge that that I feel like it's more what brings you joy, what's kind of, Mm -hmm. quote, easy for you. So as an example, when I was a young girl, my seventh birthday, my dad built me a playhouse and I always tortured my brother and my cousins. I was the teacher. Back then we had chalkboards, but I loved chalkboard and, and, and being the teacher and, and drawing. And I've always loved that. But I remember when I got to college, found out teachers made 35 grand a year. I was like, oh yeah, that's not the direction for me. Fast forward, did the corporate thing for a decade, hated it, made the money, whatever, not my thing. I have stepped into a quote teacher role doing something I love. I'm extremely passionate about but it happened to be in a different light than I could have imagined. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Again, visit my website, heatherhakes.com. 
I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. You can find this on my website, heatherhakes.com forward slash course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free discovery call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now, back to regular programming. You know, like teaching doesn't mean K through 12. And so I I just want to let people know to whatever you're naturally good at or you enjoy doing or you get lost in, there's something in that for you. Yeah, and we tend to think that life, we we think, okay, life is supposed to work like this, or okay, I have this goal, and I think this is how I'm going to get there. And then you wind up going a completely different path than what you ever thought possible. And I think one of the things that you've learned to do now, and I've learned to do is this idea, I call it letting go, that we don't, you know, think okay, X, Y, Z, when, when the universe is going to take us down a, the path of ABC, uh, something like that. So it's, uh, my cousin taught me a great quote. I love this one, but when, when man plans, God laughs. Yeah. So I've heard that one. Have you heard that? Yeah. So I like yeah. to say when man, when, when God plans, man listens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even on that note, so if you wanted to talk about manifesting, right? I believe we're all doing every single day. Manifesting simply means to experience, to bring to fruition via our thoughts. Our thoughts create our reality. And so whenever I, quote, I, Heather, have a desire, I'll write it out. But mm-hmm. I know that's coming from a very limited perspective. So I always add my last line, you know, whatever the desire may be, I write this or something even better. Yeah. Oh, you like that? That's that's straight out of well, Ernest. That's I learned that in Ernest Holmes. Yeah, that's straight oh, okay. out of Ernest Holmes. Yeah, I learned that a few years ago. Yeah, or something better, so that you don't attach yourself yeah. to that that thing because yeah, the universe always has something much much bigger. I I I could sit here and talk to you all day about my story, but three months ago I had no clue that I would be getting ready to launch an online twelve week program. Like that wasn't that was not on any goal list. It was not on any vision board. It's just a matter of letting go and asking, okay, mm. what's next? What's next? You know, you know, what is that to do step? Yeah, I I call a nudge. Joy is another word that I use sometimes uh, that you use to describe that. So yeah, following that that inner joy where it's guiding you. And one, a big part of this, um, kind of going with the mindset piece that, that I really took a giant leap forward here just recently is this idea of faith versus fear. Mm. You mentioned before we got on camera, you know, we're, we're locked down in this, this fear-based mentality, this, this um, scarce fear, scarcity. And, and I think there was one other you said. Limitation. Limitation, yeah. I, I took this huge leap and had to shift my mindset too. that. Okay. I am now choosing faith over fear. I am now choosing certainty over uncertainty. And that made a world of difference from me. If we realize that, yeah, it is an abundant universe and there's nothing that will not show up at the right time at the right place when it's supposed to, uh, everything goes very, life is really supposed to be easy and smooth when you start to understand, mm. you know, how to operate, I guess, and that we operate, not from the limited thinking of our mind, as you were saying, but from this giant universal perspective and just let go and, and follow the flow. Okay. But Brad, we've been studying and doing this stuff. So 
How do you explain to somebody who has a white knuckle tight grip on life, trying to control very fear-based because they don't know any different. How do you guide somebody to let go, to ask for help, ask for that next step to trust you will be taken care of? That's a big leap. That is, that is, that's a great question. How would I guide somebody? Uh... Here, here's a question, uh, a thought. What would you tell your younger self? I, I've actually thought about that question a lot. What would I tell my younger self is to listen to my own internal voice, listen to my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a common message that we hear, but so many of us operate life from our head, our ego, a place of fear. And we don't operate life from a place of, of love and, and joy, which is our heart. So I would tell my younger self. So to answer your other question, what would I tell that, that person with a white knuckle grip yeah. is to uh, listen to your heart. And I would say to that person, you're coming from, from your head right now and you're operating from a place of fear. What does your heart tell you? What are you feeling in here? I remember, in fact, quick example, uh, when I was still working in senior wellness, I had a coworker just freaking out about you know switching jobs and all this and it's something she applied for and I could tell she was all in her head just all of this was was rational and logical which is what our brain is and I just said hold on for a second take a deep breath how do you feel about leaving here how do you feel about taking this new job and she went into her heart and she knew immediately what the decision she had to make was so what I would tell that white knuckle person is to feel with your heart how does it feel to do x y and z you know how does it feel to jump into this you know let's get away from our thinking and our logic and into our heart and our feeling and by feeling i don't mean you know wishy-washy or anything like that but everybody has feelings you know what do you feel on the inside how does it feel to get up and go to work the next day how does it feel to do this job is there something else inside of you that you feel that's calling you yeah, Brad, you know, I've always wanted to do this, this podcasting thing or something like this, or I've, I've always wanted to, you know, operate my own small business or whatever, you know, something like that. So that, okay, that's, that's how I would start. There's a big distinction that I, I'm glad you brought up. One, I love how Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about the need to create brain and heart coherence. Mm-hmm. And my interpretation of that, what he's saying is, most people, like you said, in the head, they're and Tony Robbins says, in your head, you're dead. But yeah. when you're with your so, heart, you're smart. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. When you're, your, I'm sorry. Think with your head, you're dead. Feel with your heart, you're smart. Yeah. When you're so heady, it's actually that's what creates that mental chaos, that stress. But you're living in that stress, fear, fight or flight mentality. And I had a client last week tell me. And that's where he's at. He, his every day is Groundhog Day. He's living, he's completely stressed out. He's a business owner at the verge of divorce. Like he's got a lot going on, can't sleep at night. And I'm like, obviously, I mean, you've got to create space and stillness to connect within because you were, and he's like, I don't have time for that. And then, so I love the saying, if you don't have five minutes to meditate, you literally need to meditate for an hour. Yeah. And I would, I would ask him, you know, what, what, where's your focus? What, what do you want to have for your life? Do you want to have a health, you know, the, the most powerful question you can ask is what do you want? 
And mm-hmm. I would ask that client, what is it that you want? What is it that you want professionally with your job? What is it that you want romantically with your relationship? What is it that you want, you know, with your finances or whatever? Sure. And, and like, you know, Heather, and like, I had that epiphany on, on the couch during my divorce is, you know, what we focus on, we become. And that's where I would start to, to steer someone like that. Okay. We're operating from our head, but what is it that you want? What do yeah. you want in your marriage? Okay. Now let's focus on having a happy, healthy, thriving marriage. Is that what you really want in your heart? You know, maybe in his heart of hearts, he does want a divorce or she or whoever, you know, I can't tell what is in a person's heart, what they want, but that's where you start. And you just mentioned Tony Robbins. I've studied him a ton and he asked, you know, he, a lot of people ask, you know, what do I do, Tony? What do I do? And that's not the right question to ask the right he, Tony says to ask the question, what do you want? And I, I would agree with that. And then I go, I think one step further. And I ask the question, how can I be fill in the mm-hmm. blank? How can I be a loving husband? How can I be a better coworker? How can I be, you have to have that, you know, in my 12 pro- week program, I talk about this, but you have to have that, you know, vision of who you want to be. That's, that's your focus. And yeah you're kind of doing it, you know, the universe, I'm, I'm in that process right now. But again, like you said, or something better, I'm not attached to, you know, this 12 week program, I'm not attached to who I think I'm supposed to be. But that's a starting place, you know, who, what do you want? Who, who, how do you imagine yourself being? Who are you? Those are three of the most powerful questions you can answer. Who are you? Yeah. What do you want? And, and where are you going? Those three questions, if you can answer those, uh, a lot of that, what you said, that that frust and that stress and and frustration will begin to kind of melt away and dissolve. But you have to be, yeah, you have to do take a deep breath. Okay, let's I call I call it pause and reset. Let's pause. Let's do some deep breathing exercises. Yeah. You know, let's get centered. Let's get balanced. And now let's start asking. Let's start feeling. What is it that we really want? And let's focus on what we want, not what we don't want. So what? What any client doesn't want is a lot of stress, a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety about work or marriage. That's not what, that's what they don't want. Well, what is it that they do want? Yeah. And the best way to get what you want is to be that source. That sounds crazy. That's definitely a deep metaphysical principle. But if you want a happy, healthy marriage, you have to be that knight in shining armor. You have to be that princess. You have to be the person that you would want to be in that relationship. That's how you have to show up. And again, going back to Tony, 90% of life is showing up, how you're showing up. And so what I would say, like to people listening, how you show up matters. And the way you show up that you want, you know, how you want to show up is to focus on how you want to show up. How do you want to show up tomorrow morning? How do you want to show up when you come home from, from work? That was my huge epiphany. I kept showing up how I didn't want to be. I kept showing up as irritable and grumpy and tired and angry. I kept showing up as a couch potato. That's what I didn't want. And then I asked myself the question, well, what is it that I do want? What kind of person do I want to be? And it kind of just took off from there. Okay. So I have several notes. Um, What you're explaining, I couldn't agree with more. But number one, it takes a lot of self-introspection which again is creating that time and the space because I've asked that question many times with clients, you know, what do you want? And I'm not um, surprised anymore, but a lot of people don't even know what they want. So yeah, you're right. Step number one is like, it's just taking time, sit back. And I think of it as, okay, forget the past. If today is a blank slate, which it is, and you have 
an empty canvas in front of you. What do you want your life to look like? And there's no limitations. I believe all limitations are self-imposed in your mind. So if you had all the money you want and doing a job, whatever, paint that picture. So I would agree. But step number two, we could maybe talk about a paradigm shift, but this really is about becoming very mindful and intentional because otherwise you fall unconscious autopilot going through life's motions bitching and complaining about the shit and that's what you get because as you said before we hit record we are spiritual beings living in a human world and we've never been taught or never been trained or bought into that we are a spiritual being i don't know a lot about christianity or what it says about that point right there yeah. But we've skipped over that. The large chunk of humanity has skipped over that part and they don't realize that. And hence, and you've got society over here, you know, our brains are meant to operate for survival. And survival in today's modern world means income to pay the bills, to, you know, have food on the table. That is survival in today's world. Mm -hmm. And the brain is hardwired to, to naturally do that. You know, where the brain wants us to survive. So that means getting a job and society says the house, the car, the family, the marriage, the relationship. Uh, a lot of people do what's what unconsciously what society, the, the, I don't know if it's an expectation, but just, Hey, this is what society says you're supposed to be doing. And, and I fell into that trap with, with my mom to, to give an example. When I started doing my own thing from my heart, she, she didn't have want anything to do with that. Um, but I think it's because people don't understand that one key concept that we are a spiritual being first having a human existence. Well, again, it's about, and look, people have been talking about this, the, the great awakening, but I, what I would just want to add to that is again, the conditioning and programming, you work a nine to five until you retire and die and collect all these things, very materialistic, right? But also We've been taught through sports and other things, compete, competition, competition, yeah. competition. And that, again, is a lack of mentality that there's not enough to go around for everyone. And I just want everyone to know. I love how Abraham Hicks says, you know, like we live on planet Earth. We're not going to other planets to bring the resources we need. Everything is here. And 8 billion people, there's enough for all of us. And so even in, in this realm, in this industry, I could compare and try to compete with, I don't need to compare or compete with anybody, you know, like as an example, I would never try to emulate Tony Robbins because I am not Tony Robbins. Yeah. And I love the saying, don't be a second rate version of somebody else. Be yeah. a first rate yeah. version of you. Yourself. Yep. That's so I'm working on. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait, hold on. And I, and I started one more because I love how you said to start being what you want to become. You said something along those lines. Yeah, and be the, be the change. That's what Gandhi said. Yeah, be the change. That's where it starts. I, I just, I wanted to add to that. What Dr. Joe Dispenza says is we don't attract what we want. You attract what you are. And what you are is the vibration uh, that you're giving off. So a lot of people are familiar with the law of attraction, but I talk more about the law of vibration. Let's talk about it you attract the, the, the vibration that you're giving off. So when we talk about the law of attraction, it's not so much our thoughts, 
you know, our, our thoughts, but it's the feeling that that thought creates and what we attract into our life. It could be, you know, the universe can pull from its bag of infinite, whatever. And we attract more than that thing, that event that we attract the feeling that that event brings. So if we're really scarce and, and anxious and limited mindset, that creates a certain feeling within us. And so we're going to attract more things in our life that create that same feeling with us. Now, sometimes the universe will flip things on its head and, you know, do a 180. I've, I've had that happen too, but the law of vibration, you have to understand, um, you know, for me working on exactly being my own version of me at a level of a Wayne Dyer or Michael uh, Beckworth or, or Tony Robbins or something like that, being mm. my own version, I'm working on me every day, a very powerful exercise I do every morning now. And I've learned this as a podcast host interviewing experts like you, Heather, from all over the world. It's just, it's so awesome. But a couple of them have their morning routines where they just sit down and they just kind of put their hands on their heart and they just do a, a check-in. Okay. How am I feeling? How do I want to feel? Who am I becoming? And they just let that vibration come out of, of who they're, you know, who they are becoming. So I do practice visualization, imagination, and that feeling, you know, I imagine myself being in front of an audience and what that feeling, you can see, I start to smile and feeling and that influence I'm having and everything like that. Yeah. So I practice that vibration and raising my vibration. But again, like you said, or something better you know, not being attached to that. It's always about, okay, this is what I think is supposed to happen, but you got to leave room for the universal so, or something better. So it's being that vibration. So again, it goes back to that. What are you feeling? And, and, you know, are you feeling broke? Then you're going to attract more brokenness into your life. You know, are you feeling scarce? You don't have enough money. That's what you're going to attract more of. So you've got to start re-flipping that, that feeling and, and the mindset. So I, I've, my second book is almost, it's, it's under review right now, but I call, this is how life works. This is what I say. It goes heart, mind, body. You, you mentioned Joe Dispenza a little while ago about the heart, mind connection. We think with our heads first and then our body, our body just follows whatever our, our mind tells it to do. And, and I call sometimes, I have to be careful about this, but clients, I call them out, you know, your body, your health is a direct reflection of what's going on in your mind. So if we want to get you healthy, we've got to start with your mind because that's yes. where it all, we've got to deal with the beliefs and stories. Okay. Um, but life begins with our heart, with our compass, our feeling, our intuition, our joy meter, however we want to refer to it. And then the mind goes, okay, there's this nudge to take this action. So the mind goes, how can I support in taking that action? Well, let's get on the phone. Let's do the computer. Let's do the email. The mind is a follower of the heart, but the way we've been taught in society is we skip the heart part altogether and just go straight to the mind. And then the mind without the heart is just in pure survival mode. Uh, just, you know, the fear, the scarcity, the limitations, just to survive in the modern world, to have money to pay bills. So I kind of just had like this light bulb moment. As an example, I have a triathlon on Saturday. I'm a triathlete too. Wow. We have so much in common. This is we're, crazy. we're besties. The reason <laughs> I bring that up, because you said something about the body follows the mind, right? Yes. The mind leads the body or the body follows the mind. Always, 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 always. You can't raise your hand without the mind sending a signal to your nervous system, your spinal cord, to your yeah. hand and all that. The reason I bring that up is, um, especially at this point, I just know for my triathlon, it really comes down to a mental game. I have the mechanics. I know, you know, the stroke, which swimming is not my thing. It right. re And 
And so I love the saying, whatever the mind can conceive and believe the body will achieve. And so, you know, full Iron Man, I think those people are insane, but good for them because that is, I just can't imagine that. Or even endurance runners running a hundred mile races. That seriously comes down to David Goggins. I can respect that man for his yeah. uh, mindset of steel. But what he says is we've only tapped into 40% of our potential. When you want to quit, when you want to give up, when you know that you've only tapped into 40%. And, you know, I, I've, I know David Goggins and I know unbeatable mind and Mark divine and the seal program. And I, I don't disagree with all of that, but I don't necessarily agree with it either. I think there's a more spiritual component. Uh, so, when you're saying, yeah. you know, we only use 40% is I, I, I question, I think he's saying that from a place of fear because, oh, I'm not, I'm not working hard or I'm not doing good enough, you know, so, something like that. And I don't know, but I'm just kind of speculating, you know, where's he coming from when he says something like that? Is it truly from a place of love, you know, or a place of fear? Because in love, there is no judgment. You know, everyone is their own story, their own journey and everything. Now, I, I have to ask you real quick, Donna, I've go on a different topic what distance are you doing on Saturday? olympic olympic okay well, it's, have fun. yeah well and wait on on the goggins thing so he's he says it in his book he's into masochism he gets off on pain which i completely yeah. disagree with yeah now a lot that's of the endurance why athletes do yeah this is why i believe perspectives of is everything you think the 40 percent is coming from fear i'm seeing now again this is perspective um, I'm seeing that him saying 40% is more like when, when you have that self-doubt, when you have the belief, when you have that desire to quit, know that you have 60% more potential you haven't even tapped into. So I see it more as not the pain, not, not trying to get through another threshold, but realizing like, don't quit now. You know, you didn't come this far to only come this far. You know, we could go really deep with this because there's this kind of what you're getting at. There's this idea of attachment. You know, I have this mm -hmm. desire to, to finish this. And as Buddha says, you know, to live a life of love, health, and happiness, have no attachment to anything, especially, especially desire. Desire is the number one cause of suffering is what the Buddha says. Um, being attached to something, whether it's a physical object or crossing a finish line or, or something like that. And, and Buddha is a great example. Uh, no money, um, couldn't run an ultra marathon, but who, who has influenced more people on this planet, Buddha or David Goggins, <laughs> you, you know? Um, so Buddha had nothing really, but he just understood who he was and this gave up this idea of, of attachment. And yeah, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm working more towards that. I'm one of those crazy endurance people. I've given it a rest for a few years. I, it, it is on my bucket list, or actually I call it my adventure list now or my dream list to do an yeah. Ironman and, and to do one of these crazy ultras. I just want to see what it feels like just for me personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's another guy out there in the ultra world. His first name is Dean. I'm blanking on his last name. Um, Kaznaris or something like that. Um, that he's all about that. Like, how far can I push my body and how much pain can I truly endure oh, yeah. more, more power to you. And I just, yeah, I wonder if, you know, is that rooted in an insecurity, which we all have, them. Mm -hmm. but I really wonder, you know, you know, there's, there's a fear there, there's an insecurity and I would work, I would 
you know, it'd be fun to sit down with those people and talk about that. You know, there's something, there's something underneath, you know, for every action, there's a belief behind that action. There's a thought behind that action. You know, what is your belief? What is your thought? And not, not what you think it is. There's kind of like, well, I think my belief is this, or I think my thought is this, but there's a true belief, a true thought, you know, a limiting belief or a story, you know, behind that. Um, I, I, this is a great, uh, I'll get into mindset real quick. This just popped into my head. This was a major mindset shift I had probably two, three months ago. We've all heard this phrase that, you know, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And I very much believe that. But when I switched the word possible to inevitable, my whole world changed. And, and I'm sure you're. Oh, you're, you're time well. out. I had to like digest that. Okay, keep going. So when you. And this is my mindset now. When when I have a goal, so my goal, and again, I'm not attached to this or something better, but is to build a multi-million dollar brand. I'm at ground zero right now. I'll just say that you're a couple of years ahead of me, Heather, in terms of the business structure and format and all that. But I know that if I if if I figure out the tweaks and the universe will help me figure out the tweaks that I need to make to, to fine-tune and refine everything, people coming into my life like this gentleman you mentioned in Grand Junction. Uh, eventually, eventually I will get it figured out. And it's inevitable that I will reach that higher plateau. It's just cool. inevitable. You know, if, even if you're cool. in a triathlon and you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter how slow you're going, even if you're crawling, it's inevitable that you will cross the finish line. It may take you a month or I don't know. I think Olympic has a cutoff of what, six hours or something. I don't remember or seven hours, but it's inevitable that you will get to that finish line. Yeah. And when I changed the word inevitable, when I changed the word possible to inevitable, my security, my certainty became so much more. That was a huge shift from my mindset. That was yeah. part of this big shift from, you know, choosing faith now over fear, choosing certainty over uncertainty. And when you think about it, look, look at all the people, you know, I was having a conversation with a, a friend the other day, you know, it's like, I've tried 15 different ways on social media. None of them have worked so far to like engage and, and attract and connect with, with, you know, potential clients or anything. And I thought about it, well, Thomas Edison tried 10,000 times and he finally got it right. Um, the, um, the, I don't eat, uh, what's it called? Hershey's milk chocolate, something like that. Or another one, the, uh, the KFC guy, I don't, I don't eat these, but Colonel Sanders, you know how many times they had to tweak their formula to get it just right where it was, you know, where it would sell and be popular. So they kept tweaking and inevitably they got there. Whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, I don't care what it is. I lose a hundred pounds, lose 200 pounds, be an Ironman. It's inevitable. You will get there. If that goal is a, from your heart, from a place of love, not from a place of fear or ego yeah. and B you just keep going. See, the reason that you're having to do all these fine tweaks is because the universe is, this is what I like to say, is shaping you and molding you into that person you need to be for that goal. Yeah. So I like to think of myself sometimes as a piece, as a piece of clay on a pottery wheel mm. and the universe is shaping me and molding me and using these tools to shape me and mold me into that person that I'm meant to be. All I have to know is that I'm, I'm growing, I'm evolving, I'm becoming the best version of me. I don't have to know what that looks like. The universe, yeah, here's, yeah. A, I'm going off on all kinds of stuff here, but here's the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. You don't have to figure it out. Stop trying to figure it out. The universe has it all figured out for you. Just let mm -hmm. the universe guide you, let it mold you, let it shape you. 
with that mindset that it's inevitable that I will get there with that mindset that I am choosing faith over fear with that mindset, that belief that I am choosing certainty over uncertainty. That's the difference. So you look at all these people. Yeah. It's like you watch the Olympics and you see an ice skater or, you know, the snowboarders, the Chloe Kims and the uh, Sean whites, you know, they go out on the half pipe, they make it look effortless. We don't see the 10,000 hours behind the scenes that they've put. So all these people who are, you know, at the level of Tony Robbins or um, uh, Warren Buffett, or I don't know, some of these Ding, Ding Graziosi or, or the um, Goggins guy, we don't see the 10,000 hours that they've put behind the scenes. You know, you've put hundreds of hours into your business already. And imagine where you are now. Imagine where you're going to be 10 years from now. You're, in fact, I'm going to get your number or something because I want to keep in touch and get your autograph and say, I knew her once upon a time I was on her podcast. But yeah, uh, but, but no, it's inevitable. And so I really believe that in my heart now. Yeah, it's what we believe, but it's not, we can't, we can't believe it in our heads. We've got to believe it in our heart. And the only way we'll believe it in our heart is if we unblock what is blocking that belief. So yeah, I can say an affirmation, I am beautiful. But if I don't feel it in my heart, it's because there's something in my head blocking that. So every time I know when I, when I, I can feel when I'm out of alignment now, because I feel anxious, nervous, um, um, low energy, just very ugh, like, you know, not depressed, but I just, I just don't feel right. And it's because I need to, to, to fine tune it. And I don't even fine tune myself. I just sit back. And I ask, you know, this, this is huge. You mentioned Ernest Holmes real quick, you know, behind every action, there is a belief. So I ask myself, what is the belief I'm having that's causing this action? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, what is the action that I want? And then the belief just kind of, you know, will fill itself in, you know, another question, well, what is the truth here? What is really the truth here of my thinking, my story? Because oftentimes what we're thinking is a limiting belief. It's not the actual story. So some of these high, high profile guys, and I mean, they're definitely, if I can say this, badasses, no doubt about it. And 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 in a, in a, in a tough culture, like Western culture is not just America, but Canada, Australia, Europe, you know, where doing a thousand push-ups is, you know, you're considered mentally tough and all that. And and yeah, there, there's, and then that's reinforced by society. So that, that reinforces the ego and the person goes, yeah, I'm going to do this more or whatever. And there is a certain part of that. And there's, everybody has their own journey too. Everybody has a seat and there are people out there that we need to do that, that we can look to as inspiration. I won't, I won't doubt that, but I always wonder, you know, about some of those I've kind of over the years gotten away from this idea of being mentally tough to this idea of being spiritually <coughs> uh, in alignment and I yeah. think that's greater toughness. So, uh, so that's, why, yeah. that's, that's why I don't do as much of the crazy endurance stuff as I do. I mean, I still do something every day. I still keep in really good shape yeah. and I still want to do those things, but it's not a high priority anymore. I don't need to go run a hundred miles to prove I'm tough or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and preach on seriously, all of that. There were so many golden nuggets, but I want to share with you, I would agree so my first triathlon was in 2019. Now it's been three years until this one this weekend. But even the three-year difference between the mindset of, you know, needing to prove that I can do it and mm. this one, totally different headspace. I want to yeah. have fun. It was like who I became in the 12 weeks of training. It's totally different. So I feel you. Yeah. I have a question for you because I feel like you shared so much. And I think this is definitely one to listen to more than once. 
But I want to ask you for all the different things, maybe whatever you're most passionate about, but what do you feel is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? Follow your heart. Mm. Just listen to your heart. And life is really meant to be easy. When you listen to your heart, stop listening to fear, ego, the voice in your head, start listening to the voice in your heart. And just, it's a step-by-step process for some people. I was able to just kind of jump over the, the, the canyon. But when you choose faith over fear, your entire life will change. When you choose certainty over uncertainty, your entire life will change. When you fully realize that life is never working against you, Life is always working for you. As Tony Robbins says, life is always shaping you and molding you into the person you're meant to be. And who you're meant to be is that that vision, that imagination or something better. I just know the universe is shaping me into the, the, the next best version of me. 2.0, 2.1, 2.2, 3.0, 3.1, 3.2 yeah. uh, every day. So I could tell you all kinds of crazy stuff that I have going on in my life right now. I'm being one of them. I, I, I'm being audited by the IRS right now. I'm smiling about it because life is just shaping me. I got, so I submitted my 12 week program online to be reviewed. It got rejected and I had to go back and I had to, okay, get centered and ask, well, what is the opportunity in this? And then I realized it was an opportunity to rename and reframe my program, which brought me that much closer to clarity and to fine tuning my program. I'm like, oh, wow. I was like, thank God they rejected it. Yeah. I spent almost four hours this morning fine tuning it and rejecting it and rewriting it. And then I've resubmitted it. So everything that happens and I'm going off again, Everything that happens in our life is molding us and shaping us to be the next best version of us. And that's the whole point of life is to grow and evolve into the next best version of who we are. Yes, I think very well said. Brad, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.